Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 5-9! Yeah! 59! And it's the first episode where we haven't murdered a person called Jeff. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Uh, Dan, um, 59, um, it's, it's, um, it, it's actually my favourite sexual position, the 59. The 59? Yeah. Where's the 59, Matt? <laughs> the 59, yeah, good question. The 59, it's like the 69, but instead of like... You know, it's like a it's like a crucifix. One lies across uh, across you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's actually no the fifty nine because obviously um, let's say you're the nine. You're you're on yeah, the bottom. Yeah, on the bottom. Uh, I uh, and the five is uh, having sex with, like getting oral uh, from a very fat man. You know, the big five, big belly, isn't it? Big yeah. five, big the big yeah. belly. Yeah. He's on like lying on his side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, make love. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, was, oh, the, the imagery of that voice. Okay, just, <laughs> so uh, wonder if that will catch on. <laughs> the fat guys are really hoping it will do. Like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you, Dan? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Have you ever had? The, have you tried the fifty nine? No. However, being in the with a fat man, <laughs> no. I don't know why just a, a fat man from Yorkshire <laughs> called Darren. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, pal. Um, uh, um, so Dan, uh, what well, I thought were quite nice because we're fifty now. We've, we've had some quite experimental kind of intro to the episodes. We kind of talked about some bits and bobs, uh, a lot of facts from you. Um, but what? Let's predict what your life's going to be like when you're fifty nine years old. What do you think your life's going to be like uh, when you're fifty nine? When I'm fifty nine, I hope to still be alive. Which would. Um, I hope to be successful in whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think you're doing now? Like, let's say it's a day in the life of a 59-year-old Dan. 59-year-old Dan. Boom. A day in the life. Can I, can I do what I... This is my absolute, what I dream, okay? This yeah, isn't yeah. what I... Probably isn't what's going to happen. <laughs> it's what I want to happen. But then afterwards, I can say what I think is going to happen. Okay, and then we'll do that for both, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be savage. <laughs> What I think is going to happen, what I want to happen. 59-year-old Dan, he wakes up in bed. Morning, honey. I turn around. There's my beautiful wife of... Let me do the maths. (laughs) Of 25 years marriage. Wait, how how much is that? Because we've been... Well, let's say we got married when I was 30. Okay. Yeah. Ambitious. (laughs) So 29 years. Um, Oh, how was your day? What do you mean, my day? I've just woken up, you wench. I sat there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says dream situation like domestic abuse. Wow. <laughs> Lovely. No. Morning, honey. Oh, good morning. I wake up. I go into my massive ensuite shower. Because, spoiler alert, this house is big. <laughs> you sound like Alan Partridge. <laughs> go on. I go into my beautiful rainfall shower. There's water coming at me from everywhere. Going into all... I've got them aimed directly at all my orifices. It's like a, oh, the way you're doing that, you're gesturing like a, a, like a massive dick, in, like <laughs> going towards your face, and also in your ass as well. No, it's super, it's super crazy. Obviously, it's in the future, so I step out of the shower 
and I say, dry me. And the computer says, certainly, sir. And it's like a Jarvis situation where they're like, all these heaters. I'm very specific. Sorry, this is way longer than you thought. No, I get up. I'm in a massive house. I go upstairs. I eat breakfast. I'm reading the paper. Oh, hold on. What are you having for breakfast? Weedabix, obviously. <laughs> that is achievable. It is achievable, yeah. Uh, I'm eating Weedabix. Um, and yeah, in the really big kitchen. I mean, this house is honestly, Matt, this house. You've mentioned that twice now. Such a nice house. I'm doing well for myself. Whereabouts where is it in the, uh, in well, the UK? Well, is it in the UK? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere well, in the south, obviously. Wait, you're not going to move, move north? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> No. Well, after Brexit, the North is fucked. <laughs> Everyone had to move back down. Um, uh, they had to reopen the mines. <laughs> For the dead bodies. The dead bodies. <laughs> wow, dark. <laughs> um, uh, what are you doing today, Dad? I have my children are there. Oh, how old are they? They are a boy and a girl. Aged. Yeah, this is interesting. How they're both at they home? Yeah, why are they at home? Get a job. Maybe they're here to see you for your 59th birthday. It's a weekend. Oh, it's my 59th birthday. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Yeah. In March. Yeah. (laughs) What have you got coming up in work, Dad? Oh, it's difficult. Son and daughter, whom I love. Uh, (laughs) And whom are healthy. Thank God, right? It's like, Dad, why are you speaking like that? (laughs) (laughs) It's really weird. (coughs) I have tuberculosis. That's some really good acting. Not long now. That's the kind of acting that'll get you that house. Not, not long now, yeah. Oh, well, I've got uh, a film that's coming out recently. That's going to be crazy, incredible. Going to do the premiere. What's it called? It's called... James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> in the future. You know, it's like the Spectre, Casino Royale. No, I'm uh, a villain in the newest James Bond movie. No, it's just called James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a villain in the latest you, you know when, like, it's uh, a film I wrote and directed and it's got an Oscar and I'm going to have a ah, it hasn't got an Oscar yeah I've got to go to the premiere to, for people to watch it and decide <laughs> anyway um, and after that I then go to a meeting for a company I am the chairman of yeah. that earns me a lot of money well, what's most the, of which I give to charity obviously what does the company do? the company um, wait are you describing are you Bruce Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> the company um, does a lot of things it's a conglomerate of various. Uh, it's a bit of. It's a pharmaceutical ch- charity that works for a non profit and it gives people drugs for free. That's really awesome, actually. That's because the way you phrased it to start with was like, uh, you were like, well, we do stuff. It's like, yeah, you're definitely hitting, they're taking out like uh, Soviet republics, aren't yeah. you? Really? Uh, okay, that's nice. And I own a diamond mine in Africa. <laughs> Okay, so uh, that's how you make your fortune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, take from the poor, give to other rich people. Um, uh, and then what's going to happen? Yeah, I've got a film. I'm very successful in TV and film. Not too famous though. Like I don't want paparazzi everywhere. Uh, Myths is still going. Later on, my good friend Matt Hoss is going to come. Is he, is he alive still? He's, uh, he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he, what's he, his like in your scenario? Because like, well, I, we're going to skip to that. That'll be when you do your bit. But, but like, uh, uh, but I think your your fantasy is slightly different from my fantasy. But like, yeah. What, what's what's Matt Lahos in like in your scenario? In, in this scenario, he's a very successful comedian. Get it? And he's that kind of creepy fifty nine year old that's dating like a twenty year old. Fuck off. 
accurate. But accurate, yeah. Well, after those uh, minds got real, but now, yeah. uh, but no, I mean, you know, I'm living, I'm living the life, successful. Kids are doing well, wife's doing well, happily married, nice house. Keep mentioning that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, really. Uh, but no, I'm doing okay, and I think I'm. I'm doing the things I want to do. I'm happy. And I'm still travelling as well. Yeah, yeah, I've got some holidays planned. I'm still travelling the world. Always travelling. I'm about to visit my 150th country. Ethiopia. Ethiopia. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. Um, no, pretty pretty okay. good. I'm about to visit Syria, actually, because things there are, are looking they're better now. You can go on holiday there now. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, got brought by the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and I have a dog. Maybe two dogs. I, I live on a farm. Wait, a mansion farm? It's like a country estate. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, very nice. Um, we, are we doing the real version of that? Because that might take ages. For no, 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 no. What's, what's my version of that? Oh, no, no, you have to do the real version. The real version? Oh. What's Dan Rose's real version? Oh, should we, ju- should we just stick to, like, my fantasy? Okay. Then, ding dong, Matt Hoss is at the door. What is 59 Matt Hoss? This is the same universe. What? Well, well I think uh, that's... I think I'll start my fantasy off, and you can kind of pick it apart if if you okay. feel. Because I feel there's certain parts of your story I can pick apart afterwards. Okay. okay. I wake up. Oh, oh, wake up. And next to me, uh, my partner for the last 25 years. I go, morning, honey. He turns around to me and goes, Matt, I'm your podcast partner. <laughs> this is not okay. Like you shouldn't have fantasies about me. I'm like, no, but it's what I wanted. It's my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine we're going to be like lawfully married. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So in your fantasy, I'm married to you. <laughs> nice, yeah. uh, then I um, <laughs> like what well, the string that I'm struggling with is like even though it's my fantasy, I have such a lower self-esteem yeah. myself. Like, no, what do you want your future? Okay, I'll I'll I'll, wait, I'll do it properly. <clears throat> I uh, I, I would wake up. I live in a house which is um. Again, I think a country estate. I would wake up about half four in the morning because I got to see two of the animals. I, I run a, uh, a sanctuary for animals as well, so it's all like lovely. Yeah. Uh, that's, I run it off. Notice how I said farm, <laughs> which means they get killed. We we, <laughs> we actually had the discussion before because we wanted yeah, it. Yeah. when we're older and famous. We want to hopefully famous Touchwood, uh, but we we want to run our own. Um, no, because you both like animals, yeah. and we want like care for them as well. But for me, it's more like rescuing them, saving them, giving them good lives. Dan's like. I want to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, but what, what was your... F- you said you wanted to have... It's look- a rare breed farm. Rare breed farm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's just... Like, it, it, get ready first. It's going to be called Second Chance Sanctuary. It's uh, got a vegan cafe. Uh, a lot of my friends who want to work there do it. And it's run by uh, donations and volunteers and stuff like that. And uh, uh, yeah, and if people... Uh, also, uh, if people want to come down and meet me, you can do it there as well. So it's a nice little place and I uh, look after all these animals. Uh, go up early, I feed them myself. Uh, I, you know, I like to get my hands dirty. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, not literally though, that's why I pee. The, the work is for. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so I get up um, and then I have breakfast with uh, my uh, unemployed son. Because uh, <laughs> he's a Whose name is... Uh, his name is... Joe's F with a F because, you know... His mum just loves communist Russia, so... Uh, Has he utilised the name Sebastian? No, not me. No. Well, that's my friend Chris. I, I, actually, I probably, actually, I changed it. Get rid of get rid of hit, get rid rid of of Joseph. I'm going to have two daughters, and one of them's there, one of them's in L.A. Oh, actually, nice. I, I want to be in it. Do I want to be in America? Not, not since the Trump wars, no. Uh, uh, so, uh, just having coffee and breakfast in the morning, meeting the family, everyone's coming around. It's all nice and chilled out, and uh, I, then I have to... Uh, <laughs> Then I, I I go to uh, record a podcast uh, uh, 
and I, I go there and uh, I record with Laura Lex. She's doing really well. I, uh, and uh, I walk past this homeless man. I go, oh, there, there's a couple of uh, pound coin change. And, and he's like, oh, we used to be in a podcast group together. It's like, what's your name? Dan Rhodes. It's like, get fucked and I kick you to death. <laughs> it's, it's like a dark really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, Carol. So there's a lot of bitterness coming out here. Uh, uh, and then I would, um, yeah, I, I would go to my TV presenting job uh, yeah. in London. You know, kind of a one show kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I, I don't do it. I do it for the money, but then I go and do stand up on the night as well. Yeah, yeah. Where people absolutely love me. Going, Have you sold out in comedy yet, or are you still? Um, are you got, Stuart Lee or uh, Michael I, McIntyre? I've no, I think it's slightly true. I've got Netflix specials, but they're right, very personal. Yeah, yeah. A bit like Hannah Gadsby kind of thing. That's that's my. Oh yeah, that's a good way of selling how successful. Name a name a comedian that no one's heard of. Oh, Hannah Gadsby's pretty uh, famous. Who is Hannah Gadsby? She has a show called Nanette, which is a very powerful show about um, like uh, like really taking comedy, uh, uh, talking about really powerful things in comedy, and also. Talking truth about comedy because she's saying like you can't. It's quite getting on. Uh, it's quite an emotional show. Okay. If you know what I mean, so I'm going to be honest here. No offense, but I have no idea who that is. Continue. <laughs> uh, imagine Russell Howard, but uh, like actually the opposite of Russell Howard. Uh, basically, quite famous, but like famous in my own terms. Okay. People yeah. like what I do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this is a cult fantasy. following. Yeah, cult following. Yeah, but you know I have a presenting job. As yeah, well. yeah. But like Paul Sinner. You know. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Paul Sinner from the Chase. Uh, any of subsidiary questions? Go to bed. And have sex with eight ladies. What <laughs> you said you were married for more than twenty five years. Uh, she's not. But... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. That's <was> funny. <laughs> Uh, I think <laughs> <laughs> she's an octopus. That's <laughs> uh, honestly one of the most deranged starts to a podcast I've ever done. So, oh, uh, so many people have just tuned out <laughs> after all of that. <laughs> okay, so uh, what do you, what do you think's wrong with my? Uh, uh, what do you think honestly will happen to me when I'm fifty nine? I don't think it'll be that much different, actually. I think you pretty much. I think mine was quite exaggerated, but yours is actually probably quite spot on. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, like uh, I think that it's all right. You know, well, ho- hopefully I get married. Uh, do you reckon I'll be married when I'm fifty-nine? Yeah, I think you'll be married. I think you'll be on your second wife. You reckon? I don't yeah. think I'm going to do a second wife. Yeah. Well, not our choice. People always say I'm the kind of person they recommend to have a, like get married more than once, but I really think I'm the kind of person that after I've been married once. Probably wouldn't do it again. I know. I know you got. You don't know about the situations yeah. and stuff, but that's probably how I feel right now. Um. Anyway, Dan, uh, should we talk about myth? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that was a fun intro. Yeah, like we did not plan that whatsoever at all. So uh, that mm. was quite fun. Which is weird because I think it came across as very. <laughs> Dan, yeah, I've got my script here. So. <laughs> okay. Before we go into that, ask me one question about uh, my fancy life. And one question about your life. Um, Matt. What car are you driving when you're 59? Uh, I I drive a hover car. A hover car, nice. Uh, Dan, how many people have you murdered? Uh, when I'm by the time I'm 59, well, I'm already on two. So <laughs> I probably won't murder any more. To be honest, probably three or four. You know, you don't. You don't. Yeah, I've dabbled. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the myth. God, what horrendous foreshadowing if in the future I'm in prison for murder and Yeah, because, you know, in a documentary, they would definitely use yeah. that and be like, uh, no, they'll echo it and repeat it and say, I've, I've dabbled, I've dabbled, I've dabbled. Yeah. I've got a picture of your stony dead eyes as well. Welcome to the Odyssey. 
where we meet a man stranded at sea, searching for home with varying success. Why didn't he just book a National Express? <laughs> anyway, welcome back to another part of the Odyssey. What part is it now, Dan? The mouth. <laughs> 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 this is the mouth of the Odyssey. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that means, but it's the mouth. And <laughs> and today, uh, on episode 59, we are looking at book 15 and book 16. What happened? We don't know. Um, shall I do a, a long overview of what's happened? You do what's happened in the last episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, uh, Odysseus is... Uh, Finally, uh, he basically he's been uh, from Trojan War. He's been trying to find his way home for the last twenty years. Uh, he's gone through lots of adventures. He's stayed at the Phaeacian Island, and then he's left very recently. What happened after that? Uh, we've he's just been dropped off on a beach, Ithaca. He's finally got to the island where he lives, his homeland, where he's king. Uh, the Phoenicians have dropped him off on a beach. He's woken up. Athena's been there. Uh, she said, "Hey, look." There are a lot of suitors here because his wife is um, Penelope. Penelope. She has like a hundred suitors that are all waiting for. Basically, they all think Odysseus is dead because it's been twenty years, and they all want to become king and marry the queen. She is holding out that her husband is still alive, which of course we know she is. Dramatic irony. So he's woken up. Athena said, "Look, there's a lot of people here that don't like you, or will probably want you dead, so that they can have your wife. So you need to be on the lookout." You can't just rush in and tell everyone you're home. He says, sweet. Then she turns him into an old beggar, and he goes to this uh, swine farmer, this pig farmer's swine herder, house, yeah. the swine herder, um, this pig farmer's house called... Eumenus. And uh, he's been really, really lovely, and he actually used to work for Odysseus, so he's yeah, always he's talking mask. about how much he likes Odysseus but he doesn't know that this old man he's looking after is Odysseus. And uh, he... Uh, so, what does Eumenes uh, sound like? Uh, he's a Yorkshireman. He talk like that. Hello. Hello, old man. Take seat. Take seat. And he lives in a little mud hut, doesn't L- he? Live in mud hut. I'm just going to tend to pigs. Tend to my swine. How does Odysseus speak? I think Odysseus. He's a bit more... Yeah, hello. It's like, it's like Yorkshire twinge, but not... It's a bit more... He travelled the world. So he I suppose he'd have a similar accent. Yeah, yeah. 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 Alright, Paul. Alright, Paul. I'm I'm quite cultured now actually, thank you. I grew up here but um I don't Yeah, I don't yeah. um it probably sounds like you. <laughs> yeah. A yeah, privileged but... northerner. <laughs> what do you mean privileged? Oh, it's because I know four English words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I've been doing recently. No, because you've got like one of those you've got a Yorkshire accent that's been tainted by your time in the South. <laughs> well, I I'm not quite sure because I think I've always had quite a soft Yorkshire accent because um I don't know. Is it soft? Because I don't think it is now. Yeah, yeah, I think it has. Yeah. How about when I was first at uni? Was it like I think it was stronger when I first met you. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It was never like full on, but I do remember thinking. I can remember. I remember being able to place your accent. <laughs> I like how you said full on. It sounded like sorry, uh, sorry, ma'am. You know, your son has full blown Yorkshire accent. <laughs> oh, help, pal! Oh no, grave it! Oh no! I remember when I first met you. I remember thinking like, oh, I could tell you were from Yorkshire. Okay. Whereas now, I think if I met you, I wouldn't. Know. Obviously, I know where you live, but like, I think if anyone else met you, I, you wouldn't know. That's interesting. Because hmm. I always thought my my accent was always a bit of a misnomer, really, but. Anyway, talking about... Uh, Do you think I sound like I'm from Essex? Um, well, uh, isn't the whole of the South just Essex anyway? Yeah. Oh, cool, blimey! Oh, yee! Oh, hosted! There we go. Nice. Is that what you sound like? Yeah. That's how, that's how, when I go to sleep, I think of that of you. Mm. 
Um, anyway, uh, shall we crack on with the myth? So he's at the, uh, he's asleep at Eumenes's mud hut. And what is where did uh, Eumenes? Uh, where did he sleep? He slept outside with the pigs, which is a sweet thing, but hopefully hasn't been, you know, <laughs> no. David Cameron them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, here's the start of pork with the pork. What? Sorry. Said so I hope he hasn't been porking the pork. Ah, very clever. Well, well done. Thank you. Thank you. I was talking octopus joke earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're not that successful because I'm going to be really annoyed because obviously you're going to get famous and I'm not. Anyway, Athena travels to Sparta. Sparta. And- <laughs> Forgot that was a thing. <laughs> I genuinely just shout in my ear. Athena travels to a place uh, uh, and visits Telemachus in a dream. Wait, Telemachus on. is Odysseus's son, who is about sixteen and has been searching for him. He's sixteen and he's been away for twenty years. How going to be his son? Don't think about it. Uh, no, I think I'd probably. Are we assuming Odysseus left when he was either an infant or even maybe when she was pregnant with him? Well, what she did. She They've did. never met, have they? Bottom line is he's never actually met his well, father. I, well, I think it must have been a newborn baby. Yeah. If, uh, but yeah, but he doesn't know anything about his father really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only what people say in stories. Yeah. Um, so Telemachus is his son. Athena tells him to take his leave of Menelaus quickly and return home so that he need not fear for the welfare of his goods. She informs him that Eurymachus has given the most presents to Icarus, uh, Penelope's father. Telemachus had best return home in case Penelope decides to give some of her son's wealth to her prospective husband. Icarus is Odysseus's father-in-law. No, I think it's a different person because... Uh, I was going to say, Ic- Icarus died when he was younger because he, he flew to close to the sun. This, uh, this is spelled Icarus but with the I. Uh, Icarus, I guess. Icarus. Yeah. Um, but I thought... I thought he died a tragic death yes. at age like 20-something. Well, yeah. It's a different one as well. So Telemachus awakens and in the morning he and Pesistritus take their leave of Menelaus and Helen as we discussed in the first episode of The Odyssey. However, the spot... Water! <laughs> The Spartan king bestows a golden goblet and silver bowl forged by Hispitus by Telemachus as his best gifts. Helen gives him a lovely gown which could be worn by Telemachus' future wife. Ooh. That's kind of like when you go to see family friends, like, have you got a girl? Are you courting anyone? Yeah. As Telemachus and Pestritus mount their chariot, an eagle bearing a captive goose flies by them on their right side. Helen interprets this as a sign of Odysseus' imminent return and the fulfilment of his vengeance against the suitors. Brian the Eagles, Brian the Eagles appeared. Yes, mate! Brian! How's it going, pal? I was like, uh, what? I can't remember how Brian oh, sounds. S- All right, pal. All right, pal. <laughs> Have you had a 59? I've had a 59. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, an eagle with a captive goose in its mouth, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And she's gone, well, that's Odysseus returning home and killing the suitors. It's like, Helen, are you mad? Yeah. Uh, so, what's the goose called? Brian Eagle and Gary the Goose. Gary the Goose. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> at the end of this episode, we're gonna have an in memoriam of like. <laughs> well, that's what we should do at the end of this year. Have an in memoriam of characters lost. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so what happens after that, Dan? Telemachus rides for two days back to Pylos where he asks Pestritus to drop him off at his ship so he might board it quickly and avoid a laborious leave-taking from Nestor. Although Pestritus knows his father will be angry, he insists his new friend by leaving him by the ship. 
I've said that again wrong. Although Miss Triton knows his father will be angry, he assists his new friend by leaving him by his ship. After Pestritus has departed for his father's house, Telemachus's men prepare the ship for its voyage. Meanwhile, Telemachus is pouring a libation to the gods. He is visited by Theoclymenus, a prophet in a long line of prophets who is presently a fugitive from the region of Argos. He's been lost in their warehouse forever. <laughs> the, prophet and the prophet's ancestor, Melampus, had sought and won the hand of Nestor's sister years ago. Melampus then migrated to Argos. Theoclymenus himself has slain a man who has many kingsmen. Fleeing their wrath, Theoclymenus requests passage on Telemachus's ship. The young son of Odysseus grants the fugitives his wish to accompany him to Ithaca. Telemachus's ship then sets out and heads for Ithaca. It sails on into the night in the hope of avoiding the suitor's ambush. Athena had pr- previously warned Telemachus of his imminent Danger. I'm not sure if you remember, but in the first episode, the suitors had planned this as well. They had, yeah. So that backstory was just a bunch of fugitives that have turned up to the ship. And they're like, hey, we have travelled to, to um, here to Sparta from Argos, and we'd like to continue on to Ithaca. Can we grab a lift, please? Mm-hmm. And he said, <clears throat> yes. Meanwhile, Odysseus again tests Eumenes. Eumaeus. Eumaeus, sorry. Odysseus suggests that he should leave the swineherd's dwelling and head for the main city, where he can beg from the suitors. Eumenes quickly dissuades him from this idea and keeps him sheltered in his mists. Okay, so why do you think Odysseus will be testing Eumenes? What's what's the purpose of that? To see he tests his loyalty. Yeah, and basically, because Odysseus needs someone he can trust, and basically he can't just go back into his home he doesn't know who he can trust. Uh, So he's plotting here. And, uh, but... Well, that being said, whilst uh, Odysseus is being very cunning, he's also kind of taking, exploiting Eumaeus' kindness a bit, bear in mind, just like staying at his house all day. It's yes. Like, imagine, you know when someone's at your house and he's like, I would really like you to go so I can play my Xbox a little bit, if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. like, when, when, when you were a kid and you're like, your friends have stayed there for too long, it's like, oh, let's get going. Yeah. Like, I remember at university one time, some of the, I used to have a sketchbook called Hostages. I remember it well. Dan was my uh, right hand man. He was a, uh, you know, assistant to me. You know, he, he's at least funny one of the group. But I let I let him hang out with the cool kids, me. Uh, but uh, but the thing is, uh, with um, remember one night uh, they came around to my third year flat. There was um, Shuey, Maddie, I think Zach as well, maybe. And they all kind of like I was really tired. I was like I was kind of like hinting at them. I was like, can you? I was pretty late. You should probably probably get going now. And they're like, "No, we're gonna get into your bed." And just kind of got my bed and start to fall to sleep. I was like, "This is the worst night of my life." <laughs> so I slept outside and fucked some pigs. <laughs> <laughs> cool back. <laughs> Odysseus, uh, Odysseus, and you. I keep Jesus. Odysseus and Eumaeus stay up all night long telling stories. Eumaeus tells Odysseus the story of his life. Good God. Okay. He was a prince on the island of... Oh, hold on. Can you do it in Eumaeus' Yorkshire accent? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Eumaeus tells Odysseus the story of his life. I were a prince in the island of Syria, who is not an island, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, it's, like Ethiopia, maybe it's like Ethiopia. I was a prince on the island of Syria, whose homeland was visited by Phoenician traders. One of the traders made a pact with the Phoenician slave um, in my household, and he agreed to free the bondswoman and restore her to her homeland. In recompense, the slave would steal treasure to give the traders. She would also, um, you know, to turn over a charge and uh, sorry, she would also. 
She also agreed uh, to turn over her charge of you may assume you know me himself and uh, uh, and I got sold to be a slave uh, whenever the Phoenician men desired. That also happens quite a lot to, for the. Uh people to be sold into slavery quite fast as well yeah. Yeah. after the Phoenicians had finished a year trading they prepared to depart from Syria the slave woman stole golden vessels <laughs> from the palace and led the young and led me to, uh, out of the palace and down to the Phoenician ship the ship sailed away from Syria but the slave woman died on, died on board without reaching her homeland her body was cast into the sea <laughs> I was sold to Laertes in Ithaca. Laertes. in Ithaca, where I was greatly cared for by Anticlea. Anticlea, who treated me almost as well as she did her own children. Uh, to let you know, Laertes is Odysseus' father, and Anticlea, I believe, is his wet nurse. Uh, it's Odysseus' wet nurse. Nice. Uh, have you ever had a wet nurse then? Um, is that when you ejaculate in your dreams? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, well, um, then no, never. I've never had a wet dream actually. That's a fun fact. Really, I've never had it. Yeah, and I always felt a bit weird at school because I was like, I thought it was something you had to have, but I just realised that I just, some people are just lucky. Never had it during puberty. But like, I think like you, I don't think you've ever ha- had any like emotions anyway. It's like no, that's true. <laughs> you have to have feelings. Don't need to be aroused. <laughs> I think my CPU would melt. Uh, does that help bring the story to life? My amazing accent. Uh, yeah, but I know one person particularly who's gonna be really annoyed at that accent anyway. But who's that? Uh, my friend Pip, who is a Yorkshire man. He always gets really annoyed when you do Yorkshire accents because if he does it again, I'll kill him. So ah, that was like a fake one though. Yeah, can you do a Sheffield accent just to annoy Pip? Is that not what I just did? Yeah, probably. Uh, when Odysseus and Eumaeus have finished their talking, they they sleep for the few remaining hours until dawn. Meanwhile, Telemachus arrives at Ithaca, having successfully avoided the suitor's ambush. At Athena's behest, he asks his companions to continue around the coast of Ithaca to the city, where the ship might be returned to its owner. Telemachus himself must set out on foot for Eumaeus' dwelling, as per Athena's instructions. Before the men have departed, Telemachus witnesses another portent. A falcon flies on, uh, flies by on Telemachus' right side, bearing a captured pigeon in his talons. Oh, okay. Sorry, there's loads of, like, birdie in birds. Birds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Theoclymenus, one of the fugitives, right, interprets the portent as a sign of Telemachus' family's continued dominance in Ithaca. Pleased with the reading, Telemachus commands Perius, one of his loyal comrades, to care for Theoclymenus in the city until Calamitus fetches him later. Is it a a syllabus at school to read bird signs? See, what I find, though, it's really quite annoying, because I I know what I'm trying to say, but it sounds like there's a... There's a sign for everything, if you know what I mean. Like, how specific does it get? So, oh, wait, so if you ever see, uh, if you ever see a, a, a eagle carrying a goose, yeah, and you have to know what both of those birds are, that means that Odysseus is going to kill some suitors in a second. However, if it's a falcon and a pigeon, it means that there's going to be some family dominance in their island Ithaca for a hundred years. It's like, what? What is this? What is this? You know, what? Who? Like, also, it's not the gods who do this because the gods can't be this efficient. You know what I mean? Also, if Nezo is always on the right side, left yeah. side must mean something over the head must well, be something I think this actually links back to Tartarus remember because like yeah, uh, if you're good you go to the right hand side what, uh, the right is uh, conveyed to being good the left is conveyed to being evil if you know what I mean mm. so if you go left to Tartarus if you know what I mean so I think on the right it's supposed to show that you're being quite and don't mean for right a soul or a left shoulder to that's the thing isn't it yeah 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 uh, yeah so the left is uh, when people 
Uh, in Victorian times, if you were left-handed, that would be uh, sacrilegious, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You're supposed to be right-handed. Uh, uh, again, those kind of things. After this, Telemachus's companions embark and sail for Theoclymenus to the city. Telemachus himself journeys on foot to the dwelling of Eumaeus, where the loyal swineherd sleeps faithfully with his master's pigs. So yeah. Telemachus is about to bump into his father at the hut. But why is Telemachus going to Eumaeus's hut? Because he's been told to by, oh, been told by to. Athena, yeah. My bad. Uh, but also what I kind of like is that no um, Theoclemenus... Uh, because he gives him a like, because he gives Telemachus a lovely reading, it's like, oh, take care of him. But imagine if he gave him a bad reading, it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna die in a second. He goes, well, cut off your head and stuff like that. So, yeah. but Telemachus is a nice little chap. So he's about to bump into his dad. What's gonna happen? Oh, I'll just tell you. That's the point of this podcast. <laughs> Telemachus arrives at Eumaeus's hut. The swinehood embraces him as if he was his own son, and he and introduces him to his. Beggar companion, Odysseus. Telemachus is actually quite reluctant to place Odysseus under his protection as requested, as he has his hands full with the suitors. He can only give him some staples and send him where he wishes. Staples? You know, I mean like staples, like staple food, don't they? Like okay, milk, I, I uh, like, bread, yeah. that sort of thing. It's like, I can't help you, but here's some office admin. Yeah, like, yeah, some stationery. Yeah. Some really good staples. <laughs> I don't have anything here. What am I going to do with... Look... Emmaus just right. Do some collating. Yeah. Laminate the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> he becomes a receptionist. <laughs> he gives him some staples and send him where he wishes. Odysseus tries to rally him to fight the suitors, but Telemachus insists that he's powerless against them. He asks Emmaus to tell Penelope and Laertes that he has returned safely, but not to let the suitors know. Athena then appears to Odysseus as a tall woman and instructs him to disclose his true identity to his son, because he's obviously being a beggar. Um, she makes him youthful and attractive again. Telemachus sees his new appearance and believes him to be a god, but Odysseus reveals that he is his father. Dun, dun, dun. dun. And explains that Athena changed his form. Telemachus hugs and both men cry. Gay! <laughs> you know, it's a father and son who see each other for the first time. No, it's definitely always. No, up. that's quite nice actually, isn't it? It's quite sweet. That's really it? sweet, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Odysseus recounts uh, how the Phaeacians uh, gave him safe passage to Ithaca and says that they need to plan to kill the suitors. Telemachus does not think that they can defeat the suitors, who number over 100, even with the help of Athena and Zeus. Okay, so they're back together, the matron for the first time. Um, you know, have you have you ever cried whilst meeting your dad before? No. Well, probably the first time you met him. Mate. Probably the first time I met him. I probably cried. Yeah, I have cried probably around him. Mm. Definitely cried. Gay. Did you cry every time you see your dad? Uh, well, when he beats me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the racist things he says. There's, <laughs> there's a beautiful thing that's just happened there. What's that? With Odysseus and Telemachus. It's nice, isn't it? It is. Odysseus hatches a plan. Tomorrow, Telemachus will return to the manor, and Odysseus, disguised as a beggar, will join him later with Eumaeus. Odysseus will endure whatever abuses the suitors heap on him. Then Athena will give Odysseus the word, and he shall signal to Telemachus to stow away all the weapons but two sets of arms for them to use later on. He warns them not to let anyone, even Eumaeus or Penelope, to know about his identity as a test of loyalty. As he's doing with Eumaeus. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, so there's only Telemachus that knows. Who only is, Telemachus. Yeah. Meanwhile, a messenger from Telemachus' ship loudly informs Penelope that her son has returned. Eumaeus whispers the same message to her. The suitors hear the messenger and do not understand how Telemachus escaped their ambush. They decide they must kill him before he tells the Achaeans about their murderous plans, and they will redouble their efforts to court. Uh, they will redouble their courtship of Penelope. One of the suitors, Amphimenus, argues that they should consult the god to see if murdering Telemachus is the correct action. The others agree, and they break up the meeting. So, they're not just hot, cold-hearted killers, so they're like, actually, maybe we should make sure it's all okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should double-check with the guys upstairs. Yeah, in the, in the god's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the murder department. It's, yeah. like, it's just like, is it okay? Yeah. Penelope, who has already heard that the suitors plan to kill her son, tells them to cease their plotting. The suitor, Eurymachos, denies it, and Penelope goes off to sleep. Eumaeus returns to his hut, and he tells Telemachus and the beggar that the messenger already gave the word to, to Penelope about her son's return. And all of them go to sleep. And that is the end of book 16. This is a shame, but there's going to be a big showdown, isn't there, between the suitors and so, Odysseus. A big plan's being the hatching. And from henceforth, we're going to see what's happened to Odysseus in the town and how people react to him as a beggar, uh, even though he's king on the inside. And I think that's quite a powerful image, the, the beggar and king aspect. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see what happens and what, what trials he must endure to get to that point of revenge as well. Anyway, shall we go and rank this? Let's rank this, mother... Daniel, Daniel Hoss. That's. I see him in my fantasy. You'll take my last name. I would do, yeah. Yeah. So Dan, did you enjoy that myth? I did enjoy that myth. It's quite, it's quite a slow-paced one. Not it really, was. Not yeah. much happened. It was. And I think the results will reflect that as well. Uh, however, we rank this. Uh, rank every myth out of forty and four different categories. First one is life skills, the practical things we have learned. What things have you learned, Dan Rhodes? How to, again, sail a ship. Sail a ship. We learned how to avoid uh, ambushes. We learned how to avoid ambushes. We learned to be kind and take fugitives on board. We learned how to reveal your identity. We learned to listen to the gods for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we learned how to consult other people about murdering people. Yep. Hmm. Not huge, is it? What else happens? Orienteering, because he managed to find his way to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. his house. We learned how to staple... Yeah, we learned how to staple. Uh, we learnt how to be in disguise. Yeah, that's always a good one, how to be in disguise. Oh, we learned how to uh, read signs. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, we learned how to read the bird signs. We learned how to eat birds. Um, we also learned how to do a story without doing bad improv halfway yeah. through. Um, we also learned how to do a Yorkshire accent. And, yeah, not a lot. I think it's... Um, yeah, to be honest. Are you ready to do a countdown? Should we do three, two, one? Yeah. Or oh, should we? Should we? Should we do that? Eight, nine, ten. Do it to fuck around a little bit. Let's do a three, two, one. Okay. Three, three two, two, one, one two. Three, yeah, two. You reckon yeah, two or three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Actually, it's slightly more. It's it's quite it's it's enough. Uh, I, I'm gonna bend to three because I think there's substance there. Okay, let's it's, put three in. It's not nothing. Yeah. Put three in. Morals. What these uh, are the, the ethical, things. ethical things we learn? 
how how we solve uh, yeah be nice to fugitives be nice might come in handy yeah and uh, also um to make time for people because like Tom was like I ain't got no time for you I got I got enough on my plate but he's actually his dad if you know what I mean yes uh, we also learn don't kill people don't kill people or, or at the very least consult the gods before you do so yeah um learnt um that it's best to be honest like as in like t- uh, and also learn how to uh, uh, don't always trust everyone now you know what I mean yes yeah, yeah. Mm, not a lot is it no, I'm really struggling, actually. I'm really thinking about the stuff that happened. I'm going to say three, right? Yeah. Three, three, two, one, two. Yeah, two. You reckon? Yeah. I was actually going to go one, but then as I was about to say one, I thought, no, nah, that's too harsh. It's no, too. It, well, it could be a one. What's your argument for one? Why do you say one? I just can't think of anything, anything morally other than the fact that they had a beautiful moment when they hugged. Yeah. That's not, is that even moral though? Yeah. It's just nice, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think we have to not confuse sweetness with morals though. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess you may ask being nice again, but yeah. as he's a nice guest and he's helpful. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also, I guess Penelope having these suits in it, Matt. Two, is that okay? Yeah, I'll keep it two. Next up is creativity. So the kind of the things we look for in a story. Yeah, the narrative, the things we enjoyed about it. Um, I like how uh, uh, this is where the sweetness comes in. So like the fact that he reveals his identity only to his son, and how they have a lovely moment as well. Yeah, that's very creative. The fugitives, they had a little backstory. Yes, that's always nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how with bird signs? Bird signs. How we linked the start of the Odyssey to where we are now as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah, everything's come together. That's very well. That's quite seamlessly actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, we've, we've always been kept in the loop throughout yeah. the story, so we know that. You, yeah, you made his pack story now. Uh, uh, How nice is Athena in all this, by the way? So helpful as well. A uh, god that doesn't take the piss. Yeah. As well. Um, but not loads. But I think more sub- more substance here. Yes. We also see a little bit of Penelope as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. also the plan. The plan's, the plan's very creative. Yeah, that's good. That's mm. good. I'm going to say... I'm ready. Three, two, one. Five. Five. Nice. Nice. Bang on average, that one. That's Bang text, average. That's textbook. Textbook. Five's always for textbook. And W, the T, F. So this is the... The messed up things. The messed up things. What the... Things that make you go... W, T, F. I mean, you never say that aloud. Uh, <laughs> Here's something I've noticed. Um, this might be... Um, I'll, I'll ruin a slight thing, but at some point you may have found out who Odysseus is. And I wasn't sure if it happened at the end of this. But, so currently, in their house, Telemachus knows that this beggar is sleeping... Uh, this beggar is Odysseus. And that be- uh, Odysseus sleeps in the house at the moment. And they're all just kind of hanging out there. It's like so. You may just like, oh, is that? I guess everyone's just sleeping in my hut. Like, why? Why does this prince who wasn't fucked about him like ten minutes ago care about this beggar so much? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit messed up. But I think I'm not sure if you may know at this point. I'm not sure if that's it's, it's, if he skipped over that or not. But they uh, said they didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was at, he Athena actively told Telemachus yeah, yeah, not yeah. to tell anyone else. But I think yeah. I'm not. But again, in, in that case, it's weird that you may is like, yeah, everyone just crash at my house. I guess he's uh, just that nice guy. Yeah, but even so, I get a bit like, oh, I do want to put my feet up and like, sure. you know, watch Netflix a bit. Um, the ambushes, the suitors being there still, yeah. and the, the plotting to murder 
as well, I guess. That's kind of weird. It's crazy that they're still there after like 20 years or whatever. Well, I think about 10 years. No, because he was gone for 10 years for the Trojan War, and then this has lasted about 10 years. Yeah, but I think that they... They haven't. They weren't there on day one because like, they because they, they thought he was in the war. So they knew he'd be, uh, since the Trojan, they know the Trojan War's ended and he hasn't come back. That's when they assume he's dead, right? Yeah, he's yeah. been there for about five, years. Sense, five yeah. eight years. Bronchitis. Don't do it. Not on Strickland to reach. Yeah, yeah. Three, two, one, two. Two. Yeah, I was going to two. Oh, it's a low one, Dan. Uh, so let's add it up. God. Three plus two plus five plus two. Which equals 12. Yeah. Bottom, bottom. Uh, I think it's joint bottom, I think. Yeah, it is 12. Um, actually, no, I think it's 11, I think. But it's, it's in the, the echelon. Oh, it's, it's low. It's low. Ooh. But then again, we kind of get... I think from henceforth, there won't be any low ones. I feel like it does get quite... Oh, I still enjoyed it, though. That's yeah, it's good. I it's enjoy. nice. We always say the score isn't necessarily reflective of what we enjoyed oh, it or not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't anything mind blowing. It's just I think narratively it sets up the rest of the story. This is the precursor to what's about to happen. Uh, anyway, Daniel, uh, thank you so much for joining me once again. What a pleasure it is to have you here, my good friend. Uh, uh, I can't wait to be fifty nine with you, and uh, not not two fifty nine with you. That's a different thing. Yeah, 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 that's a different thing. yeah. But I can't wait to be fifty nine years old with you. Uh, uh, yeah, do you we'll still do this podcast when we're fifty nine. Probably not. I don't know how many episodes there would have been. Well, Mark, well you know, like Simpsons uh, is still going. Uh, yeah, and obviously we've got a lot more funding than The Simpsons. Yeah, and true. we're a lot funnier than The Simpsons, and, you know, like, you know, it's just a bit hack, isn't it? This is like, this is where comedy's at. It is professional, we put time into it. <laughs> we don't just riff it, is no. it? Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I feel really bad for mocking The Simpsons, but, uh, anyway, uh, uh, do you reckon we'll do a podcast from 59? You know, a different podcast? Probably. Called Matt and Dan fifty nine each other. That's that's, that's yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for being uh, uh, for listening. Uh, you can find us online where Facebook or Twitter at Miss Podcast and email as where Miss Podcast at gmail and give us how many stars on iTunes five. And if you want to give us money, where you can find us Patreon or Kofi's links at the bottom. Uh, yes, thank you very much. And tell all your friends all about this podcast. As always, just yeah. Personal recommendations is always goes a long way. Word of mouth. Yeah. Or get a tattoo. Or get a tattoo. This <laughs> is myths. Yeah. Uh, also, um, I, I I was on a date recently and uh, I kind of realised I haven't been that paying attention to what I've been saying because uh, they go, oh yeah, uh, I really enjoy your podcast it's called MILFs. I'm like, it's, it's not called MILFs. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that's a working title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's, that's, that's our 59 podcast. That is called MILFs. Yeah. That's going to be a special episode called Mil- Myths MILFs where we just do uh, the greatest ladies of the MILFs. <laughs> that is highly sexist. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, Matt. Uh, pleasure. All right. Thanks for having me again as a co-host presenter. <laughs> And uh, uh, listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, be safe out there. Wear a condom when you're 59, people. Take care. Good night. Bye. Bye. Myths. Myths. There's loads of like birding in birds. birds yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a category, isn't it, on a porn website? Birds <laughs> eating birds. <laughs> uh, sex. <laughs>